Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a bunch of geographically diverse chums come together, have a drink, and work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm Ben Levy Griffiths, and I'm drinking an unpronounceable Dutch IPA, which is rather tasty. And joining me this week, we have hi, it's Sam, um, and I'm drinking a Spitfire, not the not the aeroplane, but a, a lovely amber <laughs> ale from Kent. Is that the same one that does sixty ninety eight? No, I don't think it is. No, I don't think I've so. I've had Spitfire. Spitfire's lovely. I'm John, and I am drinking Old Jamaica, good old fashioned ginger beer, because I am wholesome. And I'm Mike, and I was drinking a cup of tea, but then I drank it, waiting for John to finish his puzzle. Oh, so now I'm drinking nothing except for disappointment in John, which is plentiful. <laughs> So, what is the Infinite Escape Room? Well, it's like any other escape room you may be familiar with, but this one stretches across all known themes, retail parks, and dimensions. And because it's infinite, there is no end. Every room in the Infinite Escape Room links into the next in one big never-ending escape experience adventure. This is like a description of hell, isn't it? That being said, this is a six-part miniseries, so Infinite here lies somewhere between five and seven. But not including (laughs) either of those numbers. (laughs) I do quite like that. One of us will present a part of the infinite escape room, while the others try and solve it. If we don't escape within 30 minutes, then terrible things shall befall us. If we break anything, we will lose our deposit, which this week, Sam, is... I've been put on the spot. Um, <clears throat> Mike's uh, cup of never-ending John disappointment. What? No, I need that. If we break anything, we will lose our deposit, which this week is Mike's never-ending disappointment in John. Are we ready? Yes. We are. Let's go. Then let's enter the infinite escape room. Last time in the Infinite Escape Room, you had found yourselves on the Nevada test site during one of the 1955 nuclear test explosions. Channeling your inner Indy, the three of you escaped the blast in a large fridge, which was catapulted by the blast into the air. Upon landing, the door fell open, and you fell through the ground, seeing nuclear apocalypse flash past. And yes, Gavin was with you. John is taking over the puzzling this week. Take it away, John. As the dust around your sizzling fridge settles, you immediately notice a powerfully unpleasant smell. It is quite distinctly the stink of rotting meat. Doesn't seem to deter Gavin, though, and with his fur still (laughs) curiously unsullied by the events of his recent life, he hops out of the fridge and off into the distance. The distance being the distance you can see, which is about 50 feet. For everything, and I do mean absolutely everything around you, is brown. The earth is brown, the sky is brown, even the air, which is normally really lovely and colourless, is a bit brown. Uh, Even you are a little bit brown. You're wearing military uniforms. They were probably once khaki, but they're now brown. You all have guns, uh, pistols, revolvers, in fact, uh, and helmets, and you are all carrying gas masks. You must be in the trenches of World War One. <laughs> Yay! Now, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, to be more precise, you are standing in one of the trenches of World War One, a very deep one. It's about 10 feet deep. And looking ahead of you, you see Gavin scamper off towards a soldier. Gavin shimmers slightly as he goes, hops past the soldier, and then vanishes. What would you like to do? Guess we ought to follow Gavin. Okay, so you follow Gavin towards the soldier. Uh, as you approach him, <laughs> he uh, okay. salutes you, but he's just opening his mouth to speak. He is interrupted by an ear-shattering crash. and a massive plume of black smoke which inconveniently appears on the same spot that he was standing. He's been hit by an artillery shell. As the smoke clears, you can see that the trench has suffered a partial collapse. He is now mostly buried with only his arms sticking out. He has his fists clenched, a bit like someone doing a very racially charged version of the YMCA. <laughs> too, Why is it racial? Too dark. Oh, it's the, the black power symbol. Oh, okay. Have your fist in the air. No? 
Okay, moving on. So yes, uh, the soldier is now buried. His hands are left sticking out of the rubble with clenched fists, and you are left on your own. Did anybody mention that Gavin's a rabbit yet? Oh, well, surely everyone knows by now. I'm just, you I know, think it was at the, in the first one, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm just thinking like this episode. I mean, I have mentioned his fur being curiously unsullied. I think Ben mentioned that Gavin was with us. I talked about him scampering. So Gavin is either a rabbit or a hobbit. If you're jumping in now, please go back three episodes. <laughs> yeah, and go back because, heck, you've probably got the time right now. That's a joke that'll age. Um, okay, uh, you're left alone in a trench with a buried man in front of you and no white rabbit to follow. What would you like to do? Um, oh, are we on a timer? Oh, shit, yes. We've got a few minutes free. That's the... <laughs> I think John said we've got nothing but time. I did, I did, didn't He did. I? Well, I guess with a trench, we can either go left or we can go right, can't we? Your time starts now. <laughs> you have half Unless an hour. forward or back, I suppose. Well, given there's artillery falling around, I would not recommend leaving the trench without a very, very clear idea of where you're going. Hmm, okay. Can we inspect well, the, um, uh, the, the rubble pile YMCA racial fist? Eloquently done. Uh, you can... Can. If you take a close look at the uh, bloodied remains of the soldier, uh, inside one of his clenched fists is an item. Ooh, what be this item? Is it a potion? Well, you're going to have to unclench the dead man's hand. Okay, I'll, I'll pry apart his fingers. <laughs> he is still warm, if rather stiff. Inside one of his hands is a pocket watch. Can we open the pocket watch? Yes, you can. It's a, a small silver pocket watch. It appears to be still working. It ticks. And the time is currently 12.32. 12.32 on the pocket watch. Which presumably means that we've got 28 minutes left. Well, you have half an hour, so figure it out. Wow, yeah, that was <laughs> strangely aggressive. That was just me getting aggressive because I should have known what time the pocket watch should have said. Hmm. Uh, does the pocket watch have anything engraved on it? No. Do you think we ought to uh, try and unbury this this chap? You could try. It would take a while. He's pretty heavily, heavily buried. There's a lot of earth, some broken planks of wood, some broken cables, the shattered remains of a trench ladder. Yeah, it, it's, it's pretty bad. He's not coming out of there anytime soon okay uh, i think we should just carry on walking uh, um, there's nothing there's only the his hands we've got a pocket watch i, th- I guess we should so continue f- just to describe the scene um your way forward is being blocked by the rubble you could go back along the trench but it stops after about 50 feet there is however a hole in one side of the trench what's in the hole well it's a man-sized hole a small man-sized hole. Is it one of those, like, tunnels where they try to mine underneath the enemy? Um, well, there's lights on inside. There's lights on inside? Hmm? Well, let's go, to, let's go to this party hole then and have a look. <laughs> Maybe it is. I was going to call it a dugout, but party <laughs> hole is much better. You enter the party hole. I'm in John's party hole. Yes, you, oh, you're in my ground <laughs> party hole. How does it smell? Um, it well, it smells like a bunch of. I was <laughs> gonna say, I was gonna say, it smells like a bunch of men have been living in there uh, for a long time. <laughs> yep, sounds like John's party hole. Uh, yes, it does rather sort of dry and sweaty. Um, but in there, it is set up with the basic necessities of life. There's some bunks. There's a gas stove. Uh, there's a toolbox. There's some ladders. There's some weapons, some rifles, uh, a big map on the wall, and a radio in the corner. Uh, so bunks, stove, rifles, uh, ladders, map. Radio, that's what I got. Mm-hmm. Let's go turn the radio on, see if there's any mm. chatter that we can hear. The radio itself, just to give it a bit a bit more colour, because this is World War One. It's not a radio in the sense that you or I would think of as a radio. It mo- looks much more like a telephone handset in a wooden box. 
inside the box is a little sort of handle. You know, um, on very, very old cars where you'd have to turn a handle to start them? It looks a bit a bit like one of those. And the handsetter is uh, wired to the box. Oh, those things. Were they like the little, was it called magnetrons or something? We had to like, to get the, the thingy up. <laughs> you could. Oh, well, can I... Does, does, does it have a... Whoosh, 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 it, it does it? have a... Oh, can I give it a... Whoosh, 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 whoosh? You can give it a... Whoosh, 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 whoosh. Uh, but as you bring the earpiece to your head, you can hear nothing. Tarnation. Um You said there was a, a wire coming... Wires coming off it. Mm-hmm. Can we can we follow them at all? Yep, so the, the wire coming off of it uh, goes up into the wall. It's the wall that was... You sort of just came through. Okay, so we potentially... I don't know if we should do it now, but maybe there's the potential to follow this wire later and see if there's like a break in it or something. Mm. That's my thinking. Yeah. It, there's nothing um, written on the radio at all. No sort of um, in case of emergency or anything like that. Well, to be honest, I think in the middle of World War One, the notion of an emergency is a, a bit more florid than the radio doesn't work. Um, there's some directions for working it, but broadly speaking, Mike has followed them. Okay. Ah, vush, 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 I see. Yes. It says that in really, really kind of carefully engraved letters. Vush, vush, vush. John, can we go check the map out, please? Sure. Um, so uh, this is a strategic map of the local area. Uh, so your trenches are marked in it. The kind of approximations of the enemy trenches are marked across the map. And uh, in between them, there's... Obviously, no man's land. Everyone knows that. And there's a whole load of features. There is a church, a low wall, a house, some trees, a road, a lake, a hall, a hill, and a stables. And they've all been numbered. Oh. So the numbers go one to nine in the order that I've just given them. So church has a little one scrawled next to it. The low wall has a two scrawled next to it. The house has a three scrawled next to it. The trees have four. The road has five. The lake has six. The hall has seven. The hill has eight. And the stables has nine. Uh, So that was, sorry, church, low wall, house, trees, road, lake, hall, hill, and stable. Hill and stable. I'm not going to write those down because it sounds like you've got them. You're a man after my own heart, Sam. I never write jack shit down in these things. <laughs> when, you've got, when you've got Ben and Mike around, you know, um, you've got a double entry. Okay. I'm thinking, do these numbers correlate to the 1232 that we had on the watch? Well, the pocket watch is working and um, oh. it now says 1239. What happens when it hits one o'clock? Well, presumably it will then hit 101. And then 102, <laughs> um, unless something bad happens to the watch. Okay, it's, cool. It is, as far as you can tell, it is just a pocket watch with the time on it. Mm-hmm. Maybe we, we could, should. Mm. We could tie it okay. to a stick and make a time mace. <laughs> Which uh, is amusing because um, time and mace are both things that you might put in cooking things. Wait, what? Mace? Yeah, Isn't mace. That, yes. Yeah. yes, it is. You're right. <laughs> I, what? Or I'm you so can confused. put that in something to spray in someone's face. Spray time in someone's face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, time is in the herb. What's yeah. mace? Mace is like a spice or something. Tear gas. Oh, oh spice. Yeah. Oh wow. You guys are so. If we had culture. both of those, we could put them both in the stove. We could do. Oh shit. Cook something. Is there anything cooking on the stove? Oh, there's nothing cooking on the stove. What kind of a stove is it? Um, it's it's a very 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 old version of effectively a camping stove. It's a small sort of single flame. Uh, gas stove. There's some pots next to it, but they're all empty. Uh, pressurized gas, or is it um, paraffin? Paraffin. Mm, lovely. Mm, well researched. What about these bunks? Well, they're they're bunks. Would you like to do anything to them? Yeah, can we hop in them? Okay, can we hop um, in them? Have a search. Yep. So you can hop in them, uh, have a search around. Uh, as you jump onto one of them, it feels a little bit sort of lumpy. Oh, separate bunks, lads. 
Uh, no, not in that sense. Um, but yes, uh, it definitely feels a little bit uh, uneven, like um, perhaps there's something beneath it. Let's have a look. So uh, under one of the mattresses is a book and an envelope. The book has Room 40 written on it. Does the envelope have anything written on it? Uh, the envelope, no, the envelope is blank, but it has been opened. And uh, is can it- we fish open, see if there's anything in there? There is a letter. Now, um, the letter, in a slightly unusual move, I know I am going to show to you guys rather than read it to you. Uh, So I'm going to put that into the chat. So I'm going to read the letter, obviously, for the listeners. Um, But here is what the letter says. Lord Pembroke, the Foreign Office, London. My dear Reggie, in these dark days, man tends to look for little shafts of light that spill from heaven. My days are probably darker than yours, and I need, my God I do, all the light I can get. But I am a decent fellow, and do not want to be mean and selfish about what little brightness is shed upon me from time to time. So, I propose to share with you a tiny flash that has illuminated my sombre life, and tell you that God has given me a new Turkish colleague, whose card tells me that he's called Mustafa Kunt. (laughs) (laughs) Gets me every time. The letter goes on. We all feel like that, Reggie, now and then, especially when spring is upon us, but few of us would care to put it on our carts. It takes a Turk to do that. Yours, Sir Archibald Clerk Kerr, HM Ambassador. That's excellent. Now, there's a little note in the top left corner. I can't read it, though. It says, in his brilliance, something, if 47 years ago it was released recently, Quim, the freedom of information, something like her. So what you've got here is, um, okay, to clarify, uh, this, is, this is a genuine letter, and it is historical, and that was a, a note that was written on it by someone who found it later on. So unfortunately, that's, uh. yeah, for the purposes of this moment, that, that annotation is not there. Uh, there is an annotation, though, um, and it simply reads, hilarious, must use this. What's in the book other than just Room 40? So Room 40 is the title. Upon opening it, it is a code book. So it has pages and pages of various codes and ciphers. Um, it's, it's in pretty bad shape, though. It's very wet, uh, or has gotten very wet at some point, and the pages are all stuck together. It's, it's pretty illegible, to be honest with you. Is there any um, sort of page that it particularly falls open to? Is there any kind of bookmark? Uh, or just having a flick through, is there anything that kind of like would jump out at us as a... No, they're all they're all stuck together. All the pages are. Um, it's very dog-eared, so it looks like it's been pretty heavily used and read. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty... Un- Not that kind of dog-eared. <laughs> Jesus. It's in someone's Can bed. dry it on the stove? <laughs> well, you could try, but it's made of paper and that stove is a flame. If only we had a, a pot that... Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Okay, can we take a look at these? Oh man, we're running out of time. We're halfway through our time. Yeah, we are. Yeah, you are. I feel I owed a minute for John having finding out how to copy and paste. Well, um, I think okay. That so too. the pocket watch is currently reading twelve hmm, twelve forty two. Um. Can we take a look at the rifles, please? You can. Uh, they are ready to go. There's ammunition with them. They're greased. They are rifles, fully functional. Let's take one each, just to make sure that okay. we're you know, armed for. Got your sidearms, your the... rifles, your helmets, your gas masks, your uniforms. Yeah. Okay, we're armed. We've got oh. a map. Oh, ladders. We had ladders as well. Yeah, there's a couple of trench ladders in here. Uh, can we? Can we grab some trench ladders? I wonder if, because we've we got... To, oh, we sorry, need John? to work out what... We, so, uh, John mentioned earlier that 
we shouldn't go over the top unless we know where we need to go. So we've got map and we have means to get out over the trench because we've got the trench ladders and now we're armed. So we can leave if we need to, or we should leave to escape, but we need to know where we're going to go first. Mm. Sorry, I had something in my head. Oh, uh, no, that's gone as well. <laughs> well, i tell you what, can we, um, can we quickly hop out of the, um, of John's party hole um, and follow <laughs> that wire from, from the radio? to see where it goes uh you certainly can you step out back out into the trench and find once again the pile of rubble uh with your your former commanding officer in it um and yes uh a cable seems to be coming out of the side of the trench uh and into the rubble um it clearly once spanned it uh but has now been uh well blown up so there's kind of half of it on one side and half of it on the other okay so we need to presumably reconnect that cable hmm Mm-hmm. Are we able to clamber over the rubble pile at all and, and kind of join up the two ends of cable? Yeah, you couldn't get all the way over, but you can get to the cable. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll grab that and um, I imagine tie them together um, or, or like pull the, pull the insulation back and tie the copper together or something. The insulation's already been ripped away, so you've basically got two sets of copper ends. Splice them. That's the sausage. Uh, so after getting a, a mild but rather pleasing electric shock, uh, you've done your task. The uh, wires are reconnected. Good shit. Should we go try the radio? Yeah, let's give it a boom, boom, boom. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> okay, uh, so who's doing the radio? Uh, Mike seems to know how to operate it. Yeah, go on, Mike. Yeah. Vum, oh, vum, 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 vum. Oh, for the benefit of the listeners, by the way, a vum, vum, vum is turning the little cranky handle on these things, mm. which makes it kind of a vroom, 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 sound a bit like a friction car you get when you're little. Um, so yeah, I'm going to grab the handle and go... Vroom, vroom, Okay, the radio crackles into life, but before you can speak into it, it speaks at you, and it says... Advance under enemy moving barrage. Important. CO watches were synchronised as of 0600 this morning. Failure to observe timings and distance will result in exposure to friendly fire. And the radio crackles out. Well, I guess that was like six hours ago, isn't it? We can ignore that. So they've been synchronised, and that we we can advance as per the plan. Was that was that was that it? But we don't no details. Right, I heard ad, so advance under enemy fire. Would you like to? Uh... Rehear the message. Please. Yes, please. Yes, yes. Advance under enemy moving barrage. Important. CO watches were synchronized as of 0600 this morning. Failure to observe timings and distance will result in exposure to friendly fire. Um, could we go back out of the trench to our commanding officer? Was he wearing a watch? No, this was his watch. You've, you've got his yeah, watch. Yeah, we've got you've, his watch. Oh my God. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. Um, I, so they've all been synchronised. The watch, which, by the way, now reads 12.46. Um, so, this, the, so we need to work out when the when the barrage is going to happen so we can escape. Uh, we need to know where to go as well. We need to know. So we need to know yeah. when and where, basically. There yes. wasn't anything else in the other bunk bed. Nope. Uh Okay, so can we can we just give these little ladders a look, just in case there's anything remarkable about they them? They are ready to go. Can we put them up? Up? Can we just deploy them so they're ready to go when we need them? Okay, so you, you press them up against the sides of the tench, uh, trench, even uh, facing towards the enemy. Oh, which side are we on? Which side? Yeah, it feels like an important question. You're the English. Oh, good. The goodies. <laughs> well, it's a little more ambiguous in this war, but let's not go down that road. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. Hey, Gavin, <laughs> okay. Uh... Okay, so this map. We had um, a church, a low wall, a horse, a house, uh, a tree, or trees, road, lake, hall, hill, and a stable. Yes. Um, and they're all sc- are they all scattered around the map? They are. It's pretty random. Um, yeah, there's no sort of obvious order to them. But And they are labelled in order, one church, two low wall, three house, house. four tree, mm-hmm. five road, six lake, seven hall, eight hill. Nice. Because, I mean, it could be that we 
go out the trench up our little ladders and then just go to the church, then the low wall, then the horse, the house. I need to just scribble this out and write this again because it looks like a horse. <laughs> um, house. <laughs> there's been a horse there for years no one has moved it <laughs> does the map have a uh this way's north uh on it is it orientated uh yes or could we okay um if we were to go outside can we see any shafts of light that spill no. from the heavens no there's a sort of dull light over the whole field it's daytime you can see but there's the position of the sun is not obvious i was wondering if maybe the uh room 40 book might have given us uh, the understanding of how to do direction with a with a watch that told the correct time um <laughs> room 40 feels significant and i can't work out mm. why um okay yeah. uh, just to kind of a uh, a value of that room 40 was the british lingo for code in world war one it's a historical flourish there is what i'm saying okay so it's not significant is what it's trying not to particularly, say no. the letter must be significant though in these dark days man tends to look for a little shaft of light hilarious must use this Mustafakant. Near the lake on the map, there isn't a spring, is there? What? Near the lake on the map. The, the lake must be fed by something in order to be a lake. No, Ben, there's no obvious spring. Okay. What about the tributaries? <laughs> Will nobody think of the tributaries in this damned war? <laughs> Of all, of all things I thought I might get asked, I did not think, oh, where's the lake fed from? <laughs> how, how are we doing on the pocket watch? Um, oh, it's currently saying uh, 12.50. Um, so the book, you, you're saying that the book is useless as well, we can't use. So you've just given us a bunch of props that are basically useless to us. Mm, would you, would you, okay, would you like a little steer? I think we need one. You, yeah. you're, all wearing, <laughs> small nudge you're all wearing full military uniforms. Um, perhaps you'd like to have a... Have a closer look at them. Oh, can we go through our own pockets? You can go through your own pockets. Okay. Jesus. In Ben's pocket is another piece of paper. Look what I found in your pocket, Ben. <laughs> uh, God. Oh, we should be going through our own pockets. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, you know, big homosexuality was still illegal uh, at this point, I should add. Um, so the bit of paper in Ben's pocket, uh, it has some words typed onto it. There are three lines of them. And the first line says, in days, my, my. Uh, in and the two my's have capital letters uh, beginning them. So the I and the M's respectively. The second line says, in days my decent, with in and my with capital letters, but the rest in no case. And the third line says, in days in my, again, with the I in in and the uh, M in my capitalized. That's all it says. In days my my, in days my dear. Decent. My dear. My, my my decent? My dear. My decent. Oh, my decent. Mm. My decent. And then in days, in my. Mm. Hmm. Is that all we found? That's all that's in any of your pockets that is of note. Okay, so we have, let's see, three I's and four M's. What? Well, I'm thinking of the capitalised letters in case they're significant. Were there four? Uh, yeah, because uh, in days, my, my, both the my's were capitalised. In days, my, my capitalised. Okay. Right. Uh, the M in my was capitalised. Uh, was that right? Just the, the M? Yeah. Uh, yeah, just the M in my. And then the last line, in days in my, both the I and the M. So three I's, four M's. Uh, yes. Yeah. I wanted to. Yes, correct. Don't know why that was significant. Probably not significant. So, I mean, this could relate to where we need to go when we run over the top. I'm trying to work out if it correlates to our little, um, our little grid, um, our little uh, coordinates thing, locations in the map. Well, but, uh, Roman numerals. What, what, what is that? What the fuck is that? Roman numerals. Is that is that a Roman numerals? Is that like nine hundred? If we look in um, the code book, um, can we get 
any information out of there as to I, I'm really not sure what we would look at for the for the this. contents of the code book are, are not helpful. Right. Dressed up together, water damaged, it's pretty useless. Uh, well, don't, turning it into Roman numerals, I got 1,900, 900, and 900, but I, I don't actually know. Uh, my num- Roman numerals is very... Oh, uh, Sam, you're much cleverer than me. Is that is an actual thing? What do you mean? What, what does that mean? As in, that's a, that's a much more interesting solution than I ever thought of. Okay, right, so maybe they are... Maybe it's something to do with numbers of the alphabet, right? So something like that. <laughs> it's not an episode of the Infinite Escape Room. We don't try and numericize the alphabet. <laughs> M is thirteen. Uh, I don't think we can get thirteen unless you have a one and a three. But that's two locations. Yeah, I just mm. took the number of lowercase letters in each of the lines, um, and I got five, ten, and seven. And we've only got nine locations on our thing, so it's probably not that. Is it perhaps? The distance between the first capitalized and the second, so it would be something like one, two, three, four. So four for in days. Oh wait, no, because then it'd be four, four, five. That wouldn't work. But we don't also know where we can put. Uh, well, well, I'm assuming it... that this is going to give us like locations on our on our map that we need to run to when we go over the top. I'm assuming that we're, we we have to go over the top. That's my bit of a leap, to be honest. Mm. <clears throat> also the. Uh... The pocket watch reads 12.55. Have you done an incredibly elaborate puzzle for just 30 minutes? Oh, my God. We've got a synchronized CO watch that is supposed to tell us when we need to run over, when the enemy, when our friendly fire is going to happen, when the barrage is going to happen, but we don't know when the barrage is going to happen. We also need to know where to run to, too. Uh, although, assuming, actually, no, we don't need to know when we're going to go because I think we just go when we can go, where we know where to go to. Oh, in days, my ah, uh, oh, my days are in in this letter. Yeah, um, in Ooh. these dark days. Uh, so in days, my my. So uh, I don't know what the significance of this is. Uh, in these days, for my. Oh look, there's a capitalized my. Yeah, it's so it's all in here. But what is it? What's the abstraction? In these dark days, man tends to look for little shafts of light that spill from him. Pocket watch reads 12.57. You're not helping, John. Just thought I'd mention it. In my my. You, you are on the right track. I don't, I only have like one, one in. Or am I wrong? Yeah, I've got in my. Yeah, so. Unless we're just going with things that begin with capital I or capital M. Well, I've got in days my. Um, I can, that's the first one, isn't it? I can't see any of the other ones i don't anywhere. think we need we need days do we well it's not it wasn't capitalized that's all i'm oh i think because it's, it's capitalized in the letter you see 1258 so, but days isn't um well yeah but days isn't capitalized either okay so the so it's it's words from the letter so in the letter it goes in which is this these dark days man tends to look for a little shot that's why i remember my um but then where's the second my would you like another steer yes maybe look less at all of the words in the letter and more at the words that begin each line of the letter. In little days, my decent selfish me, you life Turkish is, especially would too. The words that begin the letter. Don't don't forget the first words of the letter. My dear Reggie. My, my in little days, my doesn't. Pocket watch reads 1259. We could do the first letters of each. Mildmadigs. What about if it's the words in between the words that are in the note? No, actually, that's that's complicated. These dark days are probably darker than yours. You can hear in the background some very deep, bassy booms starting up. Oh, God. 
Why? They're coming from your yeah. side. Oh, God. We need to go. Can we just go and follow where everybody else is going? <laughs> <laughs> little, uh, little selfish. Oh, fuck. Little. So it's not the first lines of these letters, uh, the first word of the lines are in and then days. So which is line, I guess, two. So that'll be line two. Oh, no, but there's so many. That can't be right. In days, my decent is it, so it's line three. The artillery barrage is starting to get pretty intense now, and you can hear okay, we run the to, okay, get out. Let's run to the house. Let's run to the house. Charging over the trenches nearby. Um, okay, in fact, no, not the house. The cow well. What? My, the low wall. Oh, the low wall. Stupid <laughs> handwriting. <laughs> we, need to, we need to get out of, the, of here and run to the low wall. Okay. We need to hop okay. up this as little ladder go, and run to the low you wall. You go charging up your trenched ladders and onto what can only be described as a positively Martian landscape. It looks rather like a very, very angry ocean was frozen in a moment with all its waves and peaks and troughs. As you stagger forward with the positions in the map firmly placed in your mind, you run towards the location of the low wall, find it, and then have an awful sinking feeling as uh, your own side's shells rain down upon you. Oh dear. Oh dearie me. Everything goes dark and you remove your virtual reality headsets. What a charming day at the Imperial War Museum. So much better than wandering around a shit version of the trenches made of plastic. <laughs> Gavin has taken off his VR headset too. He looks a bit ruffled, but he also looks different somehow. Almost imperceptibly different. You realise that Gavin is now German. <gasps> a German rabbit. And that you are now German. And that the Imperial War Museum is also German. Was has du getten? Vielen Dank für das Hören. Sie kommen uns auf Ihres Ehrenlieblings-Apps, Feeds, iTunes und auf unsere Website theinfiniteescaperoom.com abonnieren. Sie können uns auch folgen und über Facebook und Twitter unter Tier Podcast Kontakt aufnehmen. Tschüss. Did we lose the war? I didn't realize that was the deposit. You did fail, yes. So, John, in your role as GM... Mm -hmm. Could you please walk us through the room and show us where we fucked up? Okay, guys, you were, oh God, you were painfully close by the end. Um, so all the code book was there to do was to make you think about codes and ciphers and that kind of thing. Um, Michael, you got painfully close to the answer uh, with the letter at the end there. You were bang on right. It's the first letter of each line. But basically, you were just one off. You have to start at zero. So if you imagine down the letter on the left-hand side by each line, it goes zero through to unknown. 12 or however many lines there are with that in days my my would be in which is on the line that would be one if it goes zero for my my dear reggie and one for in these dark days days would be three and my capitalized and the reason it was capitalized is because that first line of the letter is my dear reggie with a capitalized my there is another my further down, but it's not capitalized. Oh. Yeah, it would. So in days, my my would say 1300, 1300. In days, my decent would be 1305. And in days, in my would be 1310 or 1310. So Mike was painfully close to it. So that was when we needed to leave. That's when we needed to leave. The question of where to go, you were so, oh God, you were also sort of banging on the door of this, but you needed to get the times first. You guys were alf were numericizing the, the words, then trying to add them together, which is exactly what you needed to do. 1300, add it together, you get four. 1305, add it together, you get nine. 
and one, three, one, zero, add it together, you get five. So what you had to do... Was there some, did, did we miss something to like prompt us towards that? No, no, that was left open. <laughs> so we just needed to apply all of the maths we knew to every conceivable permutation. No, I I thought you guys would get it, especially with Sam here. <laughs> and also, one, well, thank you. But also, the, one of the main clues was also on our persons, where we would have never. I have did looked. say uh, he said though that we have uniforms on us. Yeah, I, I we have uniforms and pistols and helmets and gas masks. So I just sort of talked about the stuff you had on you and thought, okay, hopefully they'll kind of look a bit more closely at that. Um, you never did. Oh man, destroyed, absolutely destroyed. Have you got 1300, 1305 and 1310 earlier? I think you would have in more time started messing around with that number because you were already you were already kind of doing it, um, but you didn't have the right number yet. So at 1300, you needed to go to number four, which was the trees. At 1305, you needed to go to number nine, which was the stables. And at 1310, you needed to go to number five, which was the road. And the road would have led you to safety. Uh, so there was multiple places you needed to yes. go. Yes, so you had to go uh, to number four. I was looking for one place. 1300. And then to number nine at thirteen oh five, and then to number five at thirteen ten. Hence the pocket watch. Yeah, we're going to need mm. to. Okay, so listeners, this is going to be this letter will be in the show notes because it will be very hard for you to visualise it without it. The letter it. is wonderful. The letter is a real letter. It's actually not from the First World War though. It's from the Second World War. I removed the date from it so it wouldn't confuse you guys. Uh, but it's so delicious and such a wonderful piece of history uh, that I had to include it and make it a big part. That is glorious. Uh, but there we are. Had you succeeded, you would have been returned to the Imperial War Museum just the same, but uh, everything would not have been in German at the end. <laughs> I like that failure criteria. So there we go. I'm sorry. No, no, it was good. Thanks very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, and we hope you did, we'd be much obliged if you could leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook, as it's a massive help in reaching new audiences. We love you lots, and we'll see you next time in another Infinite Escape Room. Goodbye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye.